With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. E.com. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. After the hour of 11 on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 on the FM dial. In 15 or so minutes, we'll talk to Adam Emenecker, part of that uh, Drake team, 2008 Drake team, and now doing the uh, television uh, for Drake, MC22, and a number of other outlets as well. Adam Emenecker will help us preview Loyola and Drake, a very big, big back-to-back two-game tilt uh, down at the Knapp Center uh, starting uh, tomorrow and then into Sunday in both of those games televised. ESPN2? ESPN, well, they're on the ESPNs. Yes, the deuce I know for Saturday. Right. So, I. By the way, uh, when we when you asked about you and I, when you mentioned you and I next Friday night, mm-hmm. I got a text from our uh, correspondent in Eastern Iowa over in Guttenberg. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's on over here. You and I is on nine point two on KCRG TV. What uh, what what is that? That's the ABC affiliate. That's the over ABC. The, yep. Uh, so one of the overflows like we have mm-hmm. here with you know, eight point two and thirteen point right. one and will somebody pick that up? I don't know. And Directv subscribers, unless well, you have the antenna, so you would be able to mm-hmm. get that one with the antenna. So if it's in, it doesn't necessarily mean that ABC WI no. would carry it right. on their overflow, right? It's just a choice over there, and I'm sure they probably have some kind of pot partnership to get all their games on. So I wonder who's ABC doing the game then if it's, it's if it's available somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, it would probably be Eric Braley, who you hear a lot with the Panther Sports Broadcast. Yeah, I remember asking about who is that guy, and that's yep. what you told me. Okay. So I, that would be my guess. It mm-hmm. would be him, but it could just see, be somebody contracted with an ESPN Plus that does it. You know, the Jordan Burnfield, who does a lot of basketball, right. but the football equivalent would uh, do it the same way. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, let's hope. Well, let's hope Fox Sports Midwest Overflow. Yeah, it'd be Come nice on. Too. And. Marquee Network? Mm-hmm. They're looking. They're dying for content. Let's get something. They're starving for content. All right, a couple of things. Let's do a little potpourri segment here. Let's mm-hmm. do some catching up. Um, so we'll get to local in a second because the Iowa Cubs are in a new league, if you will, with some really cool teams. It's, it's a some, fun division. It really is. With some, If there is such a thing as some brand name uh, AAA uh, mm-hmm. cities, we'll, we'll that, that in a second. But just real quick on J.J. Watt, who got his release from Houston this morning. It had been rumored that he'd played his last snap uh, as a Texan, and they're letting him walk for nothing. Uh, now, get, granted, he's 32. He's been injured a lot in the last couple of years. But Trent, he's, he's born in Wisconsin. He played at Wisconsin. 
Um, After mean, starting at Central Michigan. Right. I mean, he had to see because wasn't nobody good enough wanted for the Badgers. Him. Think about that. He was, wasn't good enough for anybody. For anybody. Uh, but finally, Wisconsin came to their senses, <laughs> and uh, he wreaked havoc in the Big Ten. Um, doesn't it seem like Green Bay to you? And here's the thing. Whoever he signs with, he can sign as soon as, well, right now, because he was released by the Houston Texans. It's not like he's got to go through any process or anything. If you want him, go get him and get him quick. I think he's got something left, and I don't think that this would be a guy that's going to expect to break the bank at this Mm -hmm. point in his career. Well, he doesn't have to. Think of not just what he's made, obviously, as a football player. That guy has been one of the faces of the Uh league for eight years. Do you remember when they had the hurricane in Houston, Mm -hmm. and he set out to raise, I want to say, a quarter of a million dollars and ended up raising over $30 million for that. What hurricane? Was that Katrina? No, that wasn't Katrina. Uh, whatever hurricane it was mm-hmm. in Houston. We right. remember that. We remember the city and how devastated it were, uh, was. And, and J.J. Watt, I don't know if it's a GoFundMe or whatever it Harvey. was. What was that? Hurricane Harvey. Hurricane Harvey. Is that, mm-hmm. um, he wanted to raise like a quarter of a million dollars to help the city uh, that he called home. And ended up raising over $30 million. And there's J.J. Watt, you know, in the food bank lines, loading up trunks. This seems like a pretty good dude. And I believe if Green Bay, if he does end up at Green Bay, I think his wife plays soccer professionally in the city of Chicago. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. Oh, so he's going to be a bear? No, he's just going to be closer to her in Green Bay than Houston. All right. That makes Uh, sense. I think it does make sense. I think it makes perfect sense uh, for him to end up there. Like he's going to have, I would think, other options. But you, he, he wants to win. Mm-hmm. Green Bay's going to win next year. Green Bay's not going away next year because we thought maybe this would be a step back after thirteen and three two years ago. Yes, and, and some smoke and, and mirrors. Year. They it felt like that first season. They got away with some stuff, and well, then they it got showed blown up, in, up by San Francisco. In so the that championship was a bad game, yeah. yeah, that was a bad taste so going maybe into the offseason. This off team season. isn't quite thirteen and three good. They'll still be okay. They right. got, but they'll be ten and six, yeah. and good enough to win thirteen three again. Mm-hmm. And then you throw JJ Watt there, who I'm with you. I think would play at a reduced price. Mm-hmm. I hate this. I mean, it's As February. We're, we're talking about the Packers being this good again. This isn't very fun. No, it's not a slam dunk. It just makes it's just it just connecting make, the yes. dots. Yep. Um, so, so we'll see about that. So the uh, Iowa Cubs uh, are in the um, a, a new uh, a new league, and here are some of the teams that they're going to be playing that will make their way down to Principal Park uh, at some point this summer. Uh, the Columbus Clippers, that used to be the Yankees affiliate mm-hmm. forever. Uh, they're the Cleveland affiliate. They'll be going to Indianapolis to take on Pittsburgh. I've seen the ballpark. Louisville, I've seen that ballpark. Uh, they're the Bats, the Cincinnati Reds farm team. Omaha, they keep them with Kansas City. Off they go north to St. Paul, uh, the Twins affiliate. And here's a really big name in AAA. The Toledo Mudhens. <laughs> yes. I mean, everybody. if, if you follow baseball at all, you've uh-huh. heard of the Toledo Mudhens, and that's the Detroit Tigers affiliate. So little, a little different flavor going to be making their way to Principal Park at some point this summer, which I think is okay. Mm-hmm. Don't you? I uh, I'm excited about the St. Paul connection well, with your twins. Yes, man. Guys, now I wonder Cubs. if they'll lose Memphis because the Cardinals affiliate was always a draw mm-hmm. in the summer. It was Cubs yeah. Cards affiliate. I know they would uh, 
you know, emphasize that, advertise that. Mm-hmm. They never advertise players because they can't. Right. Uh, you know, come see blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah gets called up that morning. Um, so that's not a good look. So we'll, we'll, we'll watch that. All right. So back to Iowa State schedule for just a second. You yeah. said that on November the 20th, you looked at the schedule and not the, uh, uh, cause Michael Swain said it's one of the, you know, one of the bigger games, Iowa State going to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And I would think, Trent, that for the first time in a long time, when um, guys that cover college football are looking for, are forecasting the Big 12, mm-hmm. isn't it going to be Oklahoma and Iowa State? It's not the Red River shootout this year. It, yeah, it this is the game that's circled. Don't you think? Coming into the year. The, yes, when... The Ivan Mazels of the world, mm-hmm. when the Stuart Mandel, when those guys are... Here's your Big 12 can't-miss game. And all the national guys are pleading with their bosses, hey, I didn't go out on the road at all. Hey. This is going to be, I'm coming up with my game plan for the year. And on November 20th, it includes flying into Oklahoma City and making the short drive to Norman for Iowa State, Oklahoma. That's the biggest Big 12 game of the year. I know you're way ahead of ourselves that, you know, as Swain put out there, maybe game day. But maybe game day. Well, and... You look at schedules, and we well, start with the SEC and Alabama. Uh-huh. They host Arkansas. Yeah, nobody cares. Well, that's, I should say nobody cares, but that's not a marquee game. All right, Clemson? Who do they have? They host Wake Forest. Nope. Not going to happen. How about the Buckeyes? Okay. They host Michigan State. Nope. There's a long rebuild nope. happening in East Lansing. Nebraska goes to Wisconsin. Eh. No. No, because yeah. Nebraska can't hold up there under the bargain yet. Oklahoma State goes to Texas Tech no. in the Big 12. Baylor, no. K-State, Kansas, TCU. Iowa hosts Illinois. Notre Dame. They oh, welcome in Georgia a, Tech. Yeah, no. Nothing there. Big 10-wise, it is light. What LSU, about, is the Pac-12 schedule out yet? Uh, no, it is not. But you're looking through here, even the SEC. Texas goes Where's to West Georgia? Virginia. Georgia, 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 not listed wonder if they have one of those uh, crap games. But, yeah. yeah, it is a very light schedule that day. It is one of the better November projections, I think, that you can make. If Iowa State and Oklahoma hold up their ends of the deal, I don't think there's a doubt. Game day will be there. Uh, so here's the Iowa State schedule that came out yesterday. They, Northern Iowa, we knew they were going to be uh, first up, and they are. This is important for Campbell because Campbell's teams do not start well, as we've Very seen. True. You don't have to go back too far. Uh, and then the Hawks make their way to uh, Jack Trice Stadium. Before the uh, fan base in mass makes their way to Des Moines International Airport and Allegiant and Southwest flights. You know what? I don't think you can fly nonstop to Vegas on Southwest anymore. Oh, really? Which is crazy to think. Because for when, when Southwest first got here, it was it was so easy. But I think you have to stop in Denver or St. Louis now. But Allegiant flies nonstop. It does. Um, and you know what? If you have a layover and you're going to Vegas, yeah. it's fine. But it was so nice to just get on that plane and you land in Las Vegas. Oh, I'm sure. I'm uh, gonna. I, I, we gotta go, right? You got your connections no, out I there. I can get a setup. Radio we can, we can wise, do, we can do the shows from there. Yep. We could hang out at Vison for a while. We could probably get Musburger yeah, on. I can. If you can. Between the two of us, yeah. we can pull that off. And I would have to. That would be me leaving Ankeny. But by then, I'll have two needles in my arm, and I'll be good to go. Yes. Uh, and then the Big Twelve starts at Baylor. Um, it's going to be warm in Waco. You would think mm-hmm. Kansas. Then a bye week. So you're feeling pretty good about this Iowa State team, at least you would think. And then you get into the heart of it with uh, at K State. 
home to Oklahoma State, at West Virginia. And West Virginia, they are going to remember how badly they were embarrassed last year uh, in Ames. But November, Texas comes to Ames, at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma, TCU on the 27th, which may or may not uh, get moved to Black Friday because it seemed like, uh, well, that's where Iowa State's been in recent times, as recently as last year, that they had played there in the past. Uh, so we'll see if they get moved to Black Friday or not. Or is there a Thursday game that might might pop up on a schedule somewhere? I am uh, seeing there are some lo- uh, non-stops from Des Moines to Vegas on Southwest as well. There, there are? What yes. days? Uh, it was a Thursday, Sunday that I looked in. Both of them. Well, you, the, the plane used to leave at twelve oh five. Yeah, that uh, on the way back it was twelve thirty five. On the return Vegas time, arriving at five twenty five on Sunday. Yep. Uh, let's see if I can find that departure one. It again. used to be twelve oh five. Twelve oh five. So yeah, they still do have it. I don't know how what, what I was looking at the other day because I couldn't get through. I this one leaves three fifty on a Thursday. Right there, four fifty-five. Perfect. By then, your room's ready. You don't yes. have to hang out. That pisses me off when you get there and your room's not ready. He'll put your bags over here. Over <laughs> under twenty-five thousand Cyclone fans in the building. Did they beat? Well, they're going to buy your ticket before the yes. Iowa game. Um, Didn't travel to a bowl game this no, year. Didn't no. spend your money at the Big Twelve tournament this year. No, more than likely, no. You got pent up demand. Over under twenty-five thousand people. I think it flies over. I think it might, too. How many people have this pent up, and like you said, you're going to have shots on the arm. I'm hopeful I'll have my shots on the arm at that point. And just this year, a chance to get away, and the buildup. And we're going to be talking Iowa State football and everybody. And it's June, and you're just sitting there, and you're saying, we got to go. I think 25,000 might be short. I think this thing might be thirty, thirty-five thousand. I don't think I'm being hyperbolic. It is going to be that exciting for people to get out, yeah. support the cyclones. And it's such a fun city. It is. It's such a blast. And how about that for a return to normalcy and to do it in Vegas? So what if the Raiders would play the next day? Oh, that will be released uh, April. In April. Yeah, in April at some point. Uh, might be a Monday. That, that'll be a tough ticket because their yeah. their fans weren't allowed to get in last year right. either. And especially if they play a Denver, a Kansas City, something like a that. A Los Angeles Charger. Right. <laughs> well, that might be the easiest because how many Charger fans yeah, out there really? You know what? There's going to be more. There's going to be more. That's going to be something to watch. Which L.A. team would you buy stock in for next year? Oh, for next year? For next year. Rams got a new quarterback. They do. Chargers got a really good young quarterback and a new head coach and a bunch of guys that were injured last year that are going to be back. So we talked uh, earlier with Tom Caker and Derek Foster, the former Hawkeye yeah. running back coach, going and joining that staff. Do you see the other Hawkeye connection on that coaching staff for uh, the Chargers? No. Tom Donatel, the Is walk-on he, yeah, safety, yeah, whose, yeah. of course, dad was a longtime defensive right. coordinator in the league. He is part of the staff as I can't remember what his job was, but they listed, I don't know, 15 guys or something. He was on there. Not real old either. He's got to be 30, maybe? Late 20s, early 30s? Off to a pretty good start if he's reached that level Well, he got the name Donatel. Doesn't hurt. It helps. Uh, Adam Emenecker, there's a name. He'll join us next. A name from Drake's past. Adam Emenecker, Trent and I will uh, talk Loyola and Drake. It's a two-game set. What do we think? NCAA-wise, got to get a split with them. Got to get one quad win. 
to feel pretty good about uh, tournament-wise. If it doesn't go your way the regular season, we'll talk to Adam Emenecker right, to- right now, though. It's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword GRAND to 200-200 right now. It's your chance at a grand. GRAND to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Adam Emenecker on Drake Claxon's coming up here in about 25 minutes. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106. Trek Condon here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low, flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always have services. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Just past 1125 on a Friday. Drake and Loyola, the Bulldogs and the Ramblers. First place on the line, the Missouri Valley Conference. To help us talk about that and to catch up with uh, Adam Emenecker. Part of that outstanding 2007-2008 historical Drake season, 15-3 and in the regular season. Of course, Adam had an unbelievable senior year. Adam, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Adam Ebenecker. How you been? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good Do, to talk to you. No, it's good to talk to you. I'm uh, grateful that you found some time for us. So let's, uh, obviously, such a big, big game this weekend. Let's kind of go back to what how the season has unfolded. And look, nobody uh, th- saw this coming, and yet here they are again. Darren DeVries, what makes him different from your perspective? What makes him have had the success uh, to get here and to seemingly do this and have to build the roster along the way, uh, and he's done so and done so in remarkable fashion. What is it about him, Adam, from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a couple of teams, a couple of things. He's he's done a great job building a really balanced team, and you know, some of that obviously you give credit to the coaches, and some of it you bring in players you don't know what to expect, and they turn out to be pretty good. So. I, th- I think he's done a great job bringing in a balanced group. He's gonna, done a good job developing guys. But I think one of the things that really makes him different is the confidence that his players play with. Mm-hmm. So you look at this team, and they might go 11 or 12 deep, and no matter who steps on the floor, they're not turning over their shoulder every time they make a mistake. The kids are going out, and they're playing confident. I really like what Coach DeVries has done this year, too, increasing the intensity and the pace that they play with on the defensive side, really getting up in you in the full court. I think that's been a big part of their success this year. And gosh, you know, to be sitting at 19 and one, that's, that's Ooh. pretty special just in a, in a short three years that the breeze has been here in Des Moines. When you look back at last weekend, even before the loss on Sunday, Saturday, they were hair on fire to come back and get yeah. that victory. Was it, 
Is there anything that you saw, anything different? Was it the weight of the undefeated record or just a Valpo team that played good basketball for a weekend? You know, honestly, when I watched the game, the thing that really stood out to me is it was just the perfect storm of stuff, Mm. right? I, I think one of the things that's been so great about Drake this year is even if they're top players like a Roman Penn or a Tank Hemphill, even if those guys struggle, somebody else have stepped up. It's been Darnell Brody with 20. Early in the year, it was Garrett Sturts picking up 13 or 15 or Joe Yesifu coming off the bench and getting 15 or 18. But in that game, it was just shots weren't falling across the board. And you know what, guys? I mean, it's, it's a game of percentages, right? Sometimes it happens. Sometimes you just don't have a great game. And credit to Valpo, I thought the defensive game plan Coach Matt Loddick drew up was really, really effective. And, you know, I, I do think it can be difficult knowing that not only was there a Northern Iowa game this week on Wednesday, but coming into the big matchup this weekend against Loyola, it's easy to just let your guard down for a second. And I think Drake just kind of got caught in that. But uh, good to see him bounce back with a big, big win over in-state rival Northern Iowa earlier this week as well. No no doubt about it. It's great that the college basketball world has noticed what's happening at the Knapp Center this weekend. Yep. ESPN uh, clearing some stuff out that they're going to have uh, both of those games uh, will be shown. Uh, clearly, uh, Tank Hemphill, uh, all eyes on him. We watched him limp off yep. the floor. The cameras caught uh, him limping off the floor, putting no pressure on that uh, left foot of his. Uh, do you know anything, Adam? Uh, I didn't see anything from Coach DeVille yesterday um game time decision is he that close or what's the likelihood he goes do you think yeah I don't, I don't know a ton all i know is is watching that game and seeing the anguish on his face it did not look like a 30 minute injury so to speak right you know guys playing basketball you get used to rolling an ankle and, and those kind of things but just looking at the the anguish and the struggle on tank's face during the game you could tell he was hurting, and I, I think a lot of emotion pouring out of him just in terms of all the work he's put in for this year. So I don't have any inside information, but just like you mentioned, Ken, I'm, I'm hopeful to see him out there, even if it's not this weekend before the end of the season, because, man, that guy has, has really changed the course of this team in terms of his toughness and his athleticism. He He's fun to watch, and he really makes this team fun to watch. Speaking of guys fun to watch, Joseph Yusufu off the bench and – we talked about it earlier in the week, Adam. Just the inconsistency, I think, could drive you nuts at time. But when he is on, that dude can score in bunches. A really good offensive player. What you've seen out of the young man for Bolingbrook? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if you want to be critical of this team, it's that they don't have enough guys that are really off-the-bounce playmakers. Roman Penn is fantastic, and Roman Penn does a great job. Leader in the conference and assists, top 10 in the country, gets in the lane, creates for others. But Yesifu offers that additional punch off the bench, the ability to create for himself. And I think where he's really grown is not only his scoring ability. He could have done that last year. He's a good on-the-ball defender as well. He's like a little bowling ball, how strong he is and how explosive he is. But it's, he's, he's gotten a lot better as a creator and understanding how to pick and choose his spots. And I think that's a big part of how you've seen the growth from his freshman year to his sophomore year. He's a really key part of this team. And you watch Coach Darren DeVries, He's he does not hesitate to go to Yesifu late in games when he needs an extra ball handler and an extra playmaker on the floor to go and create. And listen, he's he's had some big outings. And you look at what he did in their overtime win against Illinois State here at home a couple of weeks ago. He was the primary uh, spur of their offense to get him going. So Joe Yesifu, important part of this team. 
explosive athlete, really fun to watch. Yeah, it was a heck of a game, and of course they came back the next night and just blew Illinois State out. I want to ask you about Garrett Sturts, because I watch you, I think he's a coach in waiting. I, I, he's so smart, between the ears, and he's not the most athletic kid, but he's he seemingly is in the play, in the right spot for rebounds all the time. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Nicholas Bear, who played for the Hawks recently. Just that, between the ears, the, the understanding of the game that Sturts has. Do you see that in him? Yeah, he is. I call him during during broadcast. I term him the backcut ninja. I feel like Garrett Sturtz is always lurking in the shadows, looking to take advantage of somebody if they're one step out of position or even half a step slow to whatever they're doing. He is just mentally so sharp in how he sees and understands the game. He does a great job finding seams offensively on the backside, obviously, uh, especially in lead play, that gets more difficult as team gets game plan for it. But as you mentioned, Ken, I mean, he's, he's just, he's such a savvy rebounder. So even at six foot three, if you watch the footwork he has and the patience he has on the offensive side, pump fakes around the rim, spin moves around the rim, able to finish with both hands and just the, the knack he has for knowing where the ball is going to go. You know, I, I think guys that really differentiate themselves as rebounders, one of the ways you can do that, especially on the perimeter, If you watch your teammates shoot on the offensive side, you get a feel for when the ball leaves their hand. Is it short? Is it long? And you can play the percentages. Just get yourself to a spot where you might have an opportunity to corral the rebound. And like you said, I I think the Nicholas Bear comparison is a good one. Sturtz is a hustle guy for Mm -hmm. his team. He's always in the right spots, and he can be an emotional leader. I know he's a guy that's a heck of a lot of fun to coach and a great teammate for, for his group to be around. Loyola this weekend, they come to town for the doubleheader and a really talented team. This team is better than the Final Four team, at least statistically. A lot better on the offensive end, and a couple of guys have played there with Williamson and Kretwig back for their senior seasons. When you look at this Loyola team, just how good do you see the Ramblers? Yeah, I mean, this this team is number one in the NCAA in scoring, def- in scoring defense, number six in scoring margin, and number three in field goal percentage. Yikes. So they're the best defensive team in the country, and they make you play slow, and they're one of the most efficient offensive teams in the country. That's a tough combination mm. to play against. It's interesting because as opposed to that Final Four team, they don't, they don't shoot a ton of threes. They don't have a ton of guys that are high-flying athletes, but, man, they are just solid across the board. We talked a little bit about Drake's depth. Loyola is the exact same way. They have, they have Tate Hall, who's their second leading scorer. He's now in a bench role, coming off the bench and scoring. You mentioned Lucas Williamson. He had his career high is 25. You have Ahir Ugwak, whose career high is 26. Braden Norris, 19. Keith Clemens, 28. You have all these different guys that can score points in bunches. But you never know who it's going to be on a given night. So Cameron Crutwig, the center of their offense, the best overall player. He's a twinkled-toed lefty that's just unconventional. Uh, leads the team in points, rebounds, blocks, is tied for the team, leading assists. Everything goes through him. But part of what makes this team dangerous, they're so dang good on the defensive end, just so well-schooled. They don't make mistakes and force you into uncomfortable positions. And offensively, they just execute to a T. They take good shots every time down the floor. And testament to Coach Porter Mosier, that group is fully bought in, and they're tough. Uh, they really are. I mean, Missouri State, one of the better teams in the conference, they bludgeoned them, Adam, 30-something, oh, yeah. 20-something. So, so how do you beat this Loyola team? 
Yeah, I, I think part of what you have to do, you have to make sure to limit turnovers against this group. You want to get as many opportunities at the rim as possible because they're the top scoring defense. If you turn the ball over four, five, six, seven times and a half, maybe seven, eight times and a half, they're going to limit those possessions. So you got to make sure that you, you have an opportunity to get the ball against the rim. And, you know, I, I think Drake in their loss at Belpo, two of 15 from three. They can't be two of 15 from three in this game. And we were talking about Tank Hemphill earlier. If Tank Hemphill's out, Drake's fortunate to take some of those minutes for Jonah Jackson and Garrett Sturtz. Mm-hmm. I think Jonah Jackson, Garrett Sturtz, and maybe even DJ Wilkins, they're going to have to step up their scoring a bit to, to provide some momentum. This is a winnable game for either team, but for Drake, their offense has to be a little more fluid than it was in those couple games against Valparaiso, and even more fluid than it was in their last home game, even though it was a big win against Northern Iowa. Let's fast forward here a month, and Drake is in the NCAA tournament, be it automatic bid or they do get one of the at-large bursts if they don't win the MVC tournament. Matchups are always so important. Mm -hmm. What kind of team would concern you? If you look across, you see whatever it is. It's an 8-9 game. It's a 6-11 game, and you see a team built like this. Who would scare you from a Drake perspective? Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the things that's special about this team, maybe relative to teams in the past, is how versatile they are and how many different styles they can play. So especially with, with Tank Hemphill out there, when this team picks up full court, they do a great job making the other team really uncomfortable. I think they do a better job against teams. It's easier for this Drake team to turn you over with teams that don't have great point guard play or really rely on one solid single ball handler that's going to have the ball in their hands a lot. They can really wear them down with the number of guys Drake throws at you. Uh, but, you know, I, I do feel, Trent, I feel like this group, that we they have wings, six foot five to six foot seven that are good athletes. They have a big man in the middle, Darnell Brody, who's shown an ability to get 20 and 10 when he needs to, shown an ability on the defensive end to be a defensive stopper. I'm not sure that there's any one style that makes this, that would be difficult for this team to beat. Honestly, they haven't had a lot of tests this year in the non conference. Obviously, the, the win by 10 over Kansas State, the first game of the season. I'm just looking forward to seeing how they do against some of the bigger schools across the country because I think physically, I think they match up pretty well, and having a year of confidence sitting at 19-1 and one right now, I think they have a chance to be pretty dangerous between Drake and Loyola. I know the Valley, the conference, is pretty excited about the prospects come March. Yeah, that's outstanding. Last thing for me, Adam, uh, Liam Robbins moved on, obviously, and he's in the Big Ten. And you know what? He hasn't looked out of place. Uh, listening to the game yesterday, uh, I think it was Hummel was saying that, you know, get him in the weight room, put a little bit uh, m- more muscle on him. I, he's really having an impact this early in his career in the Big Ten, a, a league with a whole bunch of five men, uh, as you know, watching it. Uh, your thoughts on Liam Robbins uh, with the Gophers? Yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't know exactly what to expect when he made the transition, but I think, like you said, Ken, he just he's kind of fit in. So if you look at his numbers, you look at his stats, they're really similar. He was 14-7 and seven last year at Drake. He's 13-7 and seven now with Minnesota picked up his three-point percentage, shooting about 35% from distance, and he's a, he's a true seven-footer, continues to block shots, has had a couple big games, 27-14 and 14 was the big highlight against Ohio State. And, you know, I, I think Liam Robbins, when he was here, he was a guy that you could see playing in the NBA mm-hmm. because of his ability to impact the game around the rim and just the, the touch that he showed, the ability, the capability he had at that point in time 
to be able to shoot the ball from distance and really stretch the floor. And, you know, I, I, I think obviously going to continue to put on more weight. His body this year even looks different than his body did last year. But uh, Liam Robbins, man, I, I would really love to see him still in blue and white. But <laughs> right. best of luck to that kid still playing well up north uh, with Minnesota. Well, here we are now 13 years later from your senior season and that great run for Drake. Yet your name not just reverberates because we hear you on the broadcast of Drake basketball, but because you have a sandwich named after you. I don't know if I've ever heard your perspective of the story. Do you do you get a nickel for every one of these sandwiches? Is Gurleman still hook you up? How did this come together, and where is it today? Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a funny thing how that started, and uh, you know it's 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 interesting, especially as all the all the talk you see now going on with athletes and being able to utilize their uh-huh, likeness, good et point. cetera. I I think you know it was just so happened for me that Jethro's was opening as as we were having a pretty good couple months and mm-hmm. getting a lot of attention and. You know, I, I think to your point, Trent, for better or for worse, that's uh, that's helped keep my unique last name maybe more <laughs> a part of the community than it would be otherwise. But, uh, you know, it's it's obviously Jeff Rose has continued to grow and expand and, and has had a uh, had a successful run over the last 13 years throughout the, the central Iowa community. And I can't imagine a better partnership between Jeff Rose being right in the neighborhood mm-hmm. of Drake, what Drake basketball has become as well. And. You know, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of both of them and uh, happy to support both of them as best I can. Yeah, man versus food periodically, mm-hmm. run into a rerun there. There you are in the background, yeah. and the dude's coming in to try his luck uh, eating the Amanecker. Adam, thanks for doing this for us. Appreciate it. Um, we'll probably uh, reach out to you again here as we get into the month of March. Uh going to be a fun weekend down at the Nap Center, no doubt about it. Thank you, Adam Amanecker. Great to reconnect with you. Yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Let's uh, let's hope for a couple more Drake victories, and I'm always happy to try, happy to talk Bulldog basketball. Great to talk to you. Hope to, looking forward to doing it soon. Take care, Adam. Good to talk to you. Bye bye, Adam Emenecker, uh from the 2007-8, of course, the Larry Bird winner. Uh, what a team! Corver, mm-hmm. uh, Bucky Cox, Leonard Houston, um, Josh Young. Um, boy, oh boy, that was a starting five. John Michael Hall. John Michael, I remember that name. I remember that name. There was another. What was the other big kid too that was on that roster? Um, and he and he he was there for Heemskirk. Yes, Heemskirk. Mm-hmm. And there was another dude, really athletic, should have played football. Um, number two. Mm. Number two. Number two. Um, oh God, he just looked like a built built like a brick. You know what? Not Leonard Houston. No, Leonard Houston's a hell of a player. I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm looking at the roster here. Yeah, number two. Not even seen a number two. This is from the Ken Palm site that just had guys that played a bunch. Okay. Um, go through the list. Go through real quick the names. I, I, this is bugging me. Brayer Brook. No. Heemskirk. No. Remember Heemskirk. Corver. No. Cox. No. Young. Yes. No, no, no. Not Young. No. Houston. Emenecker. No. Parker. No. John Michael Hall. That's it? That's it. No, no, I know this kid was on the team. I know for sure he was. He built like a linebacker. Must have been a deep backup because they have 10 guys listed <laughs> here. right? And they don't list him at all. And now, now I'm going to have to look. Yeah, 2008 Drake basketball. 2007-8 Drake basketball. All right, here we go. All right, so we're digging a little bit deeper yeah. here as we're going through. We have time. A big guy. Oh, Alex White. Yes! Alex White. What number was he? Two. Bang. Came from. I don't know where he came from. I have no idea.
Albuquerque, New Mexico. Found his way to Des Moines. I'm just happy that I remembered his number. That's pretty good. Uh, we hope you guys remember our number, 2845966, because it is time. Claxon's giveaway. First four callers. You can't have played for the last four weeks. If you've played, you're out. Uh, we'll give four of you an opportunity to win some Claxon BBQ. When we come back, we'll give you four games and a tiebreaker. 2845966. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. A really different way to play. Woohoo! Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3. On the FM dial, Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona. Boy, I ate the crap out of it last weekend. Uh, I knew you were excited. <laughs> oh, man. I think it might be better the next day. Yeah. And it's so good. I mean, it's good all the time. ClaxonBBQ.com. ClaxonBBQ.com. 3131 8th Street. In Altoona, Brian, Brad, Spencer, and Adam, we're going to give you four games and a tiebreaker. Well, three games and a race and a tiebreaker. Let's get Brian in here, first of all. Brian, welcome to the program. How are you, Brian? Fantastic. Friday. Indeed it is, my friend. All right, uh, so the Condon Casino has come up with these lines (laughs) uh, in conjunction with Ken Palm. Uh, Iowa is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Michigan State. Take the points. Taking the points in Sparty. Iowa State gets 12.5 tomorrow from Kansas. Kansas. Drake a getting 3.5 tomorrow at the Knapp Center versus Loyola. I'll take Loyola. Will an odd or even-numbered car win Daytona? Odd. Joe Wieskamp and Rasir Bolton, this is the tiebreaker. Combined, those two gentlemen will score how many points closest without going over, Brian? 38. Brian, have a good weekend. Thank you. You bet. Appreciate it. Brad is up next as he tries to win some Claxons. Hello, Brad. Hello. Uh, Iowa's a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Michigan State. I got Iowa. Iowa State is getting 12-and-a-half from Kansas. I'll go with Kansas. Drake getting three and a half versus Loyola of Chicago. Drake. Odd or even number car win Daytona. Even. Joe Wieskamp, Rasir Bolton. Closest without going over. Total points, those guys combined. 31. Brad, have a good weekend. Great, thank you. Thank you. Spencer is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Spencer. How was your week? Oh, it's going. Uh you can imagine I'm moving this week, so that's a real good oh, time. Oh, no. <laughs> Brutal. Awful. Hope, hope you got lots of friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Iowa's a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Michigan State. Let's go, Iowa. Iowa State gets 12-and-a-half from Kansas. You know, let's give, the, let's give the Cyclones a chance here. Let's take the Clones. I well, hope it's close. You're taking the points. a boy. Drake gets three-and-a-half from Loyola. Let's run it all, Iowa, baby. Let's go, Drake. a boy. Odd even in Daytona. Uh, we'll go odd. Joey Scamp, Rasir Bolton, going to combine to score how many points closest without going over? Uh, go 29, please. 29. Spencer, I was going to say enjoy the weekend, but you're moving. Have a good well, uh, Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yep, see you, Spencer. Uh, Adam is uh, the final contestant's. 
uh, in Claxons for another week. Hi, Adam. Hello. Uh, Iowa's a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State. Iowa State gets 12-and-a-half from the Jayhawks. Jayhawks. Drake is getting three-and-a-half from Loyola. Uh, Drake. Odd even wins Daytona 500. Uh, even. Even for you. Joe Wieskamp, Rasir Bolton combined to score this many points tomorrow. How many is that closest without going over? Let's go 28. 28 for you, Adam. Adam, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxon's in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest. ClaxonBBQ.com. Can you imagine moving tomorrow in this? Mm, no. Oh, no. Spencer, I refuse. I will <laughs> pay somebody to do yeah, that. I'm right? with you. That's, uh, that's torture. And if I can't pay, I will put it on a credit card. Oh, and I, I just hope that the uh, that he's not moving into a, an apartment. He's got the upper floor. Oh, yes. And you're trying to move the couch and stuff, and the elevator's not working. And Oh, yo, yo, yo. you'll find out how many friend, legitimate friends you have this weekend, Spencer, if they're there to help you. All right, what uh, do you have a game tonight? I do, yeah. Going to make my way over to Waukee to see the top-ranked Warriors against Southeast Spoke. The girls' game will be great. Number one, one versus number four in that one. And then the uh, boys' side will come up right after that. So should radio be Radio, too? Yeah, we'll have oh, radio call 6 o'clock right after the Fanatics finish up. You can hear it here on KXNO. And we'll also have the video stream with CISN. So that's a 6.15 tip for the girls? 6.15 for the girls and 7.45 for the boys. John Lamb with Handle University mm-hmm. will be on the call with me. And we got to be running out of regular season here, are we not? It's coming to the end. In fact, regional play for girls in 1A, 2A, and 3A starts this week. Right around the corner. Are you planning on getting to the well? I'll be at the well next week. I'll be at the well for state wrestling. Oh, wrestling. Yeah. Jeez, it's here. You get to uh, a little late start for you on Friday, about 1030. Okay. And I'll hustle back. AD right. already said yesterday he'll get you on the air. You don't have to worry about running this board over here. Good stuff. Well, we're in trouble if I do. <laughs> All right, Murph and Andy at 2, the Fanatics at 4, Trent at 6.15 with a little high school basketball tomorrow morning, a Saturday morning pregame. Have a good weekend. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO and 106.3.